and welcome back to another episode of Key Factors Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Jones, and we are powered by ReviewMyMortgage.com, which is the largest index for mortgage programs nationally. And we have a pretty awesome guest today. Um, someone that I have seen nonstop on social media <laughs> is flooding is flooding my uh, social media with some pretty damn good content. Um, so I want to introduce my guest real quick, Ruben Hernandez Valdez. Hello, is, is that how, is yes, that how you go? Yeah, yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. I know you get married and then you decide how, <laughs> whose name is what. Yeah. No, yeah, like you're, right, you're right. You're right. So a uh, little bit about Ruben. Ro- Ruben is the co-marketing director of the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals, in short, NAREP, mm-hmm. um, and continues to por- support local businesses uh, of all shapes and sizes. Ruben lives his motto, which I really like, okay. inspired people, inspire people. Mm-hmm. That's it's pretty true. damn cool. That's true, yeah. It, and side note, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but no, interrupt all I day. feel like um, in our profession, in mortgage and real estate, the industry right. in general, everyone gets so tunnel vision on sales and numbers, and then we forget what matters. You know what I mean? So yeah. that was important for me to put in my in my mission statement of the inspired thing, because that, that's, it just resonates with me so perfectly. You know what I mean? So Ruman, tell us a little bit about yourself. There's folks out there um, that don't know who you are. They maybe they have not come across your content in social media. And I want to give it directly from the horse's mouth, you being the horse. Yeah. Um, So (laughs) I feel like it's important to talk about my backstory because one of the things that I like to do is when I do these podcasts or just talk in general, um, I, I like to, you know, speak on where I'm from specifically. Please, so yeah. I was born and raised on the South side here in San Antonio. Um, and, and then obviously school, high school, all that. Then I went to UT in Austin, my okay. degrees in PR and marketing, which is why I'm all about, you know, so the you marketing did graduate and branding. from UT. Yeah. Yeah. From okay, UT good in deal. Austin, yeah. And then, um, and then from there, I, I always said I would never come back cause I was young and I didn't want to come back to San Antonio and here I am. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, so, but I, I touch on that and I, I, I emphasize that solely to just a lot of times when you're from the South side or you are from an area that is always kind of like looked down on in a right. sense, you, you start to lose hope. You can't see anyone that looks like you or, or there's, you know, there's no way out if you will, quote unquote. Right. So yeah, so that's where I'm from. That's where I was born and raised UT. Obviously I've gone through a couple different jobs growing up. <laughs> I did a lot of, um, uh, PR and marketing, obviously, but then I went into the hospitality industry and I was an event planning manager for the Westin and the Hyatt and did all that. And then I was like, okay, this isn't enough. So then I got my real estate license. We were just talking off camera. I got my uh, real estate license. I think it was, I want to say it was a week before the COVID shutdown. Okay. Okay. And it, it was, it was one of those moments where it's like, okay, well, I either sink or I just figure out how to survive. And, or um, I just keep this license until world until, gets yeah, back yeah, to normal. And then try it then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and really it's funny because people are like, I, I will say that's kind of what, unfortunately at the very beginning of my career, not that it matters, but a lot of the industry, especially the, the seasoned agent saw me as like, oh, that new guy that's just on social media. Like sure. he's just that social media guy. Right. Because that's all I had yeah. during that time. We, I couldn't even have showings. I couldn't do anything. So, uh, so that's what I did. And that's what I focused on. And then it kind of just kept going and then it, and it worked. And I think, and I can't, I, everyone always asks me like, oh, you do social media. Can you come teach a class here? Can you come teach a class here? And I don't teach social media because that's, you can't really teach it. You right, know what I mean? Right. You just have to. You can teach the traits. Yeah, you can yeah, tell the, them the, the blueprint, and all but that. the exactly. content itself comes yeah. from you, brother. Yeah. And, and, and that's the hard part. People are like, oh, well you know, can you help me film a video? I'm like, well, what's your idea? And you have to have a presence, unfortunately. And I hate mm-hmm. to say that, but you have to know how to, how to attract people. Cause we are our Absolutely. brands, you know, your face. So 
Um, that was the difficult part, I'd say. But um, in a nutshell, that is why I'm kind of known for social media, because when I started, that's all I had to to grasp on, sure, you know, sure. to get clients. So um, and then I realized very soon after that, that was that was my zhuzh. That was my, you know, my go to. So your zhuzh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. I like that. <laughs> so so now. Yeah. So here we are now. And it's 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 funny because um, we were talking off camera as well. A lot of people do think that I've been in the industry for longer than I have, mm-hmm. which is a I, I love. I don't want ever, anyone to ever think, oh, he's still like a rookie. But in my mind, I still am. And so like when I speak on these and I do classes and things like that, I always try to tell people like you have to compare yourself to the biggest people in the industry. Like when I first started my brokers, my broker is, is Steve Maloof, which is Scott Maloof's uncle. Okay. Okay. Very good. Yep. So obviously I know a lot about Scott Maloof because he's my broker's nephew. Right. Absolutely. And if you're in, in the real estate industry, everyone knows who Scott is. Right. Right. So ultimately, and him and I, I mean, we've talked uh, here and there. We're not like friends or anything. And but, Scott's um, a really great guy, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've no, had him on no, the show. No, no, I know have been friends for a and, while. Uh, and he does a lot for the community. He just does a lot. And yeah. so so for me, I was like, that's who I want. I want to be better than the be- the best. And that's what I was looking at. I was looking at people like him, Robert Elder, I mentioned earlier, the people like AJ Regalas, people that were sticking out to me. I was like, I'm going to be, one day I'm going to be better than them, but I need to act like I am them. Yeah. Or else I'm never going to get there. So my broker used to get mad at me and tell me like, or my team lead too, he would be like, um, Ruben, you know, you're not them. They've been in the industry for eight, nine, 10 years. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but says who? Like, I'm doing the same thing they're doing. Why, why can't I be as good as them? And so that's really been my fire as well. And not, not just because it's, a, not because of it's, it's a competition, more so because if I don't hold myself to that standard, then I'm always going to be the little fish mm-hmm. and I'm never going to be able to make the waves in the community. And I'm not even talking about real estate numbers. I'm talking about right. just a presence and a platform to do more than just sell a house and being you bigger know, than yourself. Exactly. exactly. So, um, so yeah, so that's kind of a, a, a summary of who I am and kind of where I came from and why I do what I do. But, um, yeah. Well, you said two things that stand out to me already. The, the first one has to do with, um, the idea of faking it till you make it. Right. And I see no issues with that whatsoever. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Myself, when I first got in the industry, I didn't have the money like others yeah. did. Um, I did have the social media following, mm-hmm. but it was for other purposes. Yeah. Um, and I had to find a way to convey my message now that I sell mortgages mm-hmm. to everybody possible. Um, I started my business by going consumer direct because that's all I knew. Yeah. I didn't know realtors. Right, I, right. I just did not know. Um, the second thing that you mentioned is you... Uh, still feel or think like a rookie. Yeah. Don't ever lose that. Yeah, yeah, and the yeah. reason I say that is if you are always a student to the game, you're, oh, yeah, always, you're always going learning, to yeah. be learning. Yeah. That is true. right. That's um, true. And, and I appreciate anybody that comes with that mentality. Yeah. I, on that note, you know, it's funny as I always in the, in when I te- tell people or like teach people or just have this conversation, I tell people all the time, like it's important that you like, well, more importantly, it's important that you, that you understand that perception is reality. Right. Going back to the fake it till you make it yes. because like, I'm, I mean, I spill my secrets all the time, but like <laughs> there were times I don't really get to do it as much anymore. Cause I truly am always busy. But yeah. at the time I, I would be, in, I would just be booking showings at random houses and, and on my Instagram story, like showing number four of the day right. for my client moving from California. And there was no California client. But it gives the perception that you're shaking and moving. Right. And, and so everyone wants, they're like, oh, we got to use him because everyone's using him. And right. you know what I mean? So that's really was the the catalyst of helping me get the, the clients. You know what I mean? I speak a lot about social media and, and have for years because I used it a good extensive amount in my career yeah. and then stopped for a while mm-hmm. because I had so much going on that I was coaching, teaching, mentoring, yeah, yeah. Um, and was not focused on me, so to speak. Um, but 
a lot of the things that folks these days don't get is if you're going to do social media, don't forget about boots on the ground. Right. And if you are just doing social media, when the time comes that it's your turn Mm -hmm. and you don't know what the hell to say Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. know what to do, you're, it it actually goes backwards Yep. because then that one person tells more people than what you would imagine. And the secrets out of the bag. Yep. You it's, know, you know, it's so true. And on that note, on both sides, it's so funny. I was just talking in my, in my <laughs> office awesome. about this this morning. I start to get a little, not, I don't get frustrated. It's probably not the right word, but I, I disappointed maybe when I see on either end, right. Either on the social media end or the boots on the ground, as you said, yes. you know, like in face to face in the, in the, in the work of it. Um, either way, I hate, I hate when I see people fall short and it's like, or for, like, I'll use an example. A lot of um, in just entrepreneurs, they think you can just hop on and do social media, let's just say, right, right? Right, And I'll see a lot of things these days. And that's not me, you know, throwing shade at you or whatever you want to call it. It's just like, oh, it sucks for some of us. Like this setup is pretty damn nice. I, the, I don't know if you can tell from where you're watching on the screen, but it's Give nice Give us a wide view real quick. Hey. It's nice in here. It's really nice. So, <laughs> but, but you do, if you're going to do it, you got to do it. And that yeah. doesn't mean you have to spend a lot, like thousands of dollars to do it. Figure out what your niche is, right? right? And so it frustrates me when I see people like, I'm like, oh, that was a, for instance, a great Instagram reel. I see what you were going with, but you fell short completely. Right. Who am I to go and tell those people like, oh, you shouldn't have posted that, right? But another thing that I teach in my classes is that when I do teach a branding class is like, Nike just doesn't put out any ad. Well, would you like me to help you with this one? Oh, go for it. I believe in a philosophy, old school, new school, never heard before uh-huh. school, but it's don't do things half-assed, do it with your whole ass, okay? <laughs> right, right, it's true. <laughs> yes. and, but then then I feel bad because I'm like, well, what if they did it with their whole ass? <laughs> like, right. you know what I mean? And that and, was their best. I and see that's where you're okay, going with you know, that. But it, it's like, it's like you, it, it's like- In if, those scenarios, they need to know the truth. Right, exactly. So there are times when I have to tell people, like there have been people I said, like, you know, you should probably pose this or do this. Right. Um, but but I then I take a lot of pride and that's another kind of weight that I put on myself is that when I do, when people do reach out to me and ask me the questions of how do you do it and what do you do and how do you get this done? I tell them everything because I know and I feel very convicted in this. Like I know what I do, you can do and what you do, I can't do. Yeah, right? like, that's very true. It's very, it's very honest. And so... I know that you're not gonna be able to do it like I do, but I know for sure I can't do it like you do. And that's okay. And that's what gets us all our own, you know, niche and our own clients and all the things that follow with that. But, um, so yeah, so speaking on that, I'm very conscious about what I post. Um, there's been plenty of times I've done videos with the big people, like, you know, the aligned mortgages of the world Mm -hmm. and, you know, and then the small people. And there are times that sometimes that that content that is filmed or created or edited for me is sent to me mm-hmm. and I just don't post it because it just, it's not it the standard. You, yeah. And, but people don't do that. They you post anyway because they're like, I need something to post. Let me just post. And you then, are correct. Yeah. So I'm trying to be like the, the spearhead of it in a sense of like, not to say like, oh my gosh, I'm just this amazing social media guy, which I love to do it though. I'm a, I, I'm a, I, anytime, you have a passion for it. Yeah, I it's do. I do. And, um, and so when I'm on camera, I'm on, you know, and everyone at got <laughs> rep makes fun of me because the camera will turn on and I just like, I, and they're like, you didn't have a script. I'm like, well, no, because if I had a script, I would be like, you know, like a, a robot. robot. So, um, so yeah. So and anyway, I, all that to say, it's just, I wish that the people in the industry, I think it's starting to round out the people that started when I did that right. aren't going to last, you know, through. Sure. And and you are very correct. You know We've what I mean? already started yeah. to see the domino effect of those that can't make it to the mm-hmm, next mm-hmm. Uh, paycheck and mm-hmm. are having a tough time in closing a deal yep. um, because we are in a tough market. Yeah. Uh, but before I go further, I wanted to go back to what yeah. you were mentioning a, a moment ago 
Um, and it has a lot to do with being honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of folks out there do their best at being honest mm-hmm. with themselves, but they're also looking, like you said, to fill content. Right, right. Why? Because the next message that I'm going to say is consistency. Right. You've got to be consistent with your content, no matter what you're trying to Absolutely. do. So you mentioned the podcast room, things like that. This is going on my third year mm-hmm. taking a crack at this podcasting yeah, yeah. stuff. And I'm nobody famous. We don't make any money from this. Um, but it gives me an outlet to have intellectual conversations with other industry professionals mm. um, that I don't normally like to have or don't normally get to have. Right. And it's a whole lot cheaper than therapy. <laughs> <laughs> so that being said, when I first started, it was not expensive. Yeah. I had cheap mics from Amazon. I had a little recorder. Uh, we wow. were actually using our cell phones oh, to, really? to record. I'm not even and joking with you. I've seen that footage and it doesn't look, I mean, it's not obviously probably the most quality, but it it's looks good. It's not as good as this yeah, stuff this right is great, here, right? But yeah, I remember seeing it. Um, so just because you don't have the means, just because you don't have the know-how, number one, there's YouTube. And <sighs> I guarantee you, most people, if you stay consistent with it a year, two years, three years down the road... They're not going to go back and look at that oh, first no. video, that second no, that, video. That video is not going to have any views because and it's, you were getting if started. they did, how cool is it to see the progression? Yeah. Yep. It's and so for true. me, I, I actually uh, shared my first podcast and it was with Gilly Mendoza. Oh, yeah. uh, it was like two days ago or something like that. And it popped up on my feed. And I went, wow, look how shitty that was. Yeah. But I shared it just to kind of show people. That's cool. We're supposed to evolve. Yeah. We're supposed yeah, yeah. to change. Uh, speaking of side note, Gilly, he actually graduated from my high school, but he's older than me. Okay. Um, God, he's so good. He's, he's so good at what he does. But absolutely. Um, but on that note, yeah, consistency. Consistency is it's everything. God, like, it is everything, and it's really not hard to be consistent. I think that people overthink it. I would say that it's easy to be consistent with something you're passionate yeah, about. Oh, true, and true. the level of passion that you have for doing what you yeah. do. It's, it's, I mean, you exude that. Right. So it is a tough thing. And I think that consistency with anyone and anything, if you don't have a true passion for it, is going to be tough. On that note too, it's, it's, it's hard. I always tell people just start small. Like, and and I say consistency in the most literal way, in a sense of like, for instance, the most, the first example I can think of is I do this motivation Monday, every Monday. Okay. I just post a quote that literally it just happens to be, I find one throughout the week, whether I'm watching a show or an interview and someone says just something that stuck with me, I'll put it in my notes. I have a whole list of them. There you go. And, um, but I have an alarm on my phone. You've got a system in place because why our brain isn't for remembering. It's for solving problems. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And the idea is, and I, I will tell you, I did the same thing when it was back in the day and it was time for me to post. I had three alarms that Mm -hmm. were set. Post something, mm-hmm. post something, post something. <laughs> and it didn't matter. I, I didn't even, I didn't go further than that. Yeah, I yeah. just had the alarm that said post something. Right. So my brain was like, ding, okay, well, it's time, yeah. post something. Um, a lot of folks don't think about the systems that you have to have in place mm-hmm. in order to accomplish that it's consistency true. thing. It's true. What you mentioned about starting small is huge. What ends up happening with folks that set out to do anything is they bite off more than they can chew yeah. and then it becomes overwhelming. It's true. That overwhelming feeling feels like failure. You don't want to fail day one, mm-hmm. day two. Mm-hmm. So start small. Yep. Uh, how do you eat an elephant? Right. One bite at a time. Right. Exactly. It's so true. <laughs> and and I think too is this a lot. Just as humans, we just overcomplicate everything. I would agree a hundred percent with that but too. But because of the standards that we have all 
put in place for they're each other. Fake. You know what I mean? They're yeah, all fake exactly. Standards. So like, I think that once I realized that, oh, because I'll tell you, you I touched on something about being like being true to yourself. Yeah. When I first started in this industry, oh my gosh, I thought, of course, as any new agent thinks, you have to go to every mixer yep. and you have to be friends with all the different cliques because there are, <laughs> there are those in this industry. You have to, you have to play cool with everyone. And on that, I had this thing on my head because of the industry I'd come from that um, I was too young, sure. right? Because this is an older, in- or what, what I was, used I, to be. I started to be, sure. I, I'm was, I was in the wave of the new. How old are you, right? Ruben? I'm 32. Ish. 32. Yeah. I always, I, 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 I always want to say I'm 31, um, but yeah, no, no, I'm 32. And so I'm not young. I know a lot of people because of my demeanor, because of the way I am, the way that my, I am on camera, they're like, oh my gosh, she's so funky and young or whatever they want to say. Sure. Right? That's so a I, great I, thing. I under, yeah, it's great. But Haters gonna my hate. whole life, it's been like, oh, Ruben, like I didn't get jobs because I couldn't be a manager because all the other managers were 40 or 50 and I was mm. 25 or whatever. Sure. Um. So on that note though, I had all that in my head. And then I, if we're going to be honest, I came into an industry that is, is the most masculine, machismo, like whatever you want to call it industry. And I'm not that, you know what I mean? You think so? So, Oh yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about that for so, a minute. So, because I'm not, uh, yes, I, I'm I'm a straight male. No, 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 yeah. I'm not all machismo, yeah, no, no, dude. No. Yeah. Um, and I see a lot of ladies in this industry crushing now, recently, it. Recently, yeah, recently, yeah. yes. I feel like when I first started, though, it was like really heavily male influence. But also, too, is because I was going to those mixers. Yep. Not many women go to those mixers. I was gonna say yeah. that there's a skewed judgment because Correct. of the Correct. surroundings that you were so in, I, and that I, makes sense. I put this idea in my head that I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. I can't be myself," and then, and then I was like, "Okay, well, I have to be." You know, you, when you first start, people tell you like you know, make sure you're politically correct. Don't go one side. Don't do this. Don't say anything that's going to piss anyone off because you don't want to lose clients. And then I was, I got brainwashed yeah. at some point. And so then I, for a good, and this just came to my mind and we'll talk about it in a second, but <laughs> for a good part the eight months, maybe a year, I was not Ruben. If you go back and look at my, my content, it I was, was very, very like, what's up you guys? How are you? Like very trying to put on my manly voice, you know, like I was trying to be <laughs> someone awesome. I wasn't, you know? Yeah. And because I was afraid that if I posted something about like, you know, pride on my Instagram, people were going to, and then I was like, wait a minute, I don't want you to be my client if you don't like who I am. You I know what I mean? I don't want to make money off of you and I don't want to take your money. That's right. Um, but, um, you know, as the, this just happened actually, um, about a week ago, two weeks ago, um, not to get political, but you know, during the Grammys, there was a lot said about the Grammys and how there were just a lot of things, right? Just right. a lot on every spectrum, Right. And in, neither here nor there, not that I would agree or disagree. It was when I was starting to see social media, the bad part of social media, when people were, you know, getting ballsy mm-hmm. and saying things. And it's okay that everyone has their own view. I have my own view. You do. Correct. Everyone does. Right. But then I started realizing, wow, like some of these people that I'm seeing saying things and doing things like I rub elbows with. Yeah. I've done business with. Mm-hmm. I've helped these people make money yeah. and vice versa. Right. And it was an eye opener for me because I realized like for so long, Ruben was being someone that he wasn't at the very beginning and then sure. he found himself. But even when I found myself in this industry, I realized like I was still, I, I'm this guy that talks about be authentically yourself and be unapologetic and be who you are and, and be the person that you are. It doesn't matter if you're a realtor with a three piece suit on, or if you want to wear, you know, slides everywhere, mm-hmm. if you can do the job right. Okay. So I preach that and I preach standing for what you believe in. And to an extent, I do that. Right. But when I realized in that moment and I was seeing all the things on social media, I was like, I really don't stand for what I feel is right. Because other people are standing for what they feel are right. You weren't being true to yourself. I wasn't. I was to an extent. And then I was like kind of falling off. Right. And so it really sparked something in me for this, for 2023 or the remainder of it is 
I obviously I'm not going to go and blast people on social media and say like, oh, I believe this. And, you know, but if people are just so comfortable, then I think it's fair for me to stick up for the people that I believe in, whether it be the gay community, whether it be real estate agents, mm-hmm. whether it be, you know, Latinos or whoever. Right. If I feel a passion to find a niche, a niche there to to represent and empower a group of people. Agree. My goal, one of my missions, a part of my mission statement is to use real estate as a platform and a vessel to inspire people, whether it be with home buying or not. Right. And so like, again, I've only come halfway there and I realized like, okay, that was an eye opener for me because sometimes I like, I realize like, and they're heavy hitter people. I like, they, we don't have the same idea, ideals and thoughts, right. but they didn't have a problem working with me and getting clients Not from me, all. you know? So then it, it just opened my eyes, you know? And, and I have a feeling, this is a great discussion. Yeah. I have a feeling that a lot of folks believe that people are going to judge you based on certain things mm-hmm. when we're here to do business, right? right? On, on one side of the token. Yeah. And then on the other side is our personal life. Yeah. And most folks could give a shit how you are personally, right. as long as you conduct yourself on the business right. front right. the right way. Absolutely. And I feel as though we may overstep the boundary of bringing personal into business yeah. or, um, even caring what others think yeah. on that front. Uh-huh. Now I am the person that stays away from politics. I yeah. stay away from religion. I stay away from certain beliefs oh, yeah, yeah. on social media. Why? Because I just took my, let's say I do give a belief and right. every time I'll slip every once in yeah, a while. Of course, because I, you I, just I don't can't like help participation it. Yeah. medals. I don't like uh victim yeah, mentality, yeah, 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 yeah. all Same. that stuff. Same. But I just shrunk my pool from this to that. Yep. Even if it was just a tiny bit, yeah. I don't want to do that because that is not essentially what the overall goal yeah. is. Now, mind you, I do agree with you 100%. I don't want to do business with people oh, yeah. that I don't uh, know, like, and trust, yeah, 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 yeah. or at least want to um, uh, have some type of existing relationship yeah. or continued relationship because this is a relationship business. Well, that and on that note, it's if you were selling snow cones. Sure. You're selling a product. Yeah. If you're selling raspas on the side of the street, that's a, that is, that is an item. That is a product. Sure. We are selling a service. And so what I want people to understand is, and I'm so with you on that because it's like, you have to, you, the second you post something whatever, or post or talk or just make right. a, a recorded comment that can be seen again. Um, the second you do that, not only it, 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 not only is it, is it speaking to your character and what you believe in and all the things, right? But it's also just kind of tarnishing your brand in a sense of like you, you aren't as professional because people are now starting to get into you and you shouldn't. Unfortunately, I hate to say be, I don't say be fake because that's not the word I'm looking for, but you have to always be on. You have to be on. Th- that And I am, that's yes. just what it is. Like, yes. I mean, I always, my husband gets so mad at me. He's like. <laughs> I'm, I'll come home and he's like, and he'll, he'll just start talking. I'm like, I'm just stop talking to me. Like oh, I have huh. been on, I've been in, I've been back to back showings for six hours now. I, I don't want to be on. I don't want to be, I don't want to be Ruben realtor. I just want to be Ruben, but I want to be silent Ruben for a little bit. You Ruben, know? I'm so glad that you said that. It's so true. Um, and, and the reason why is um, my wife knows at this point, but there are certain times when it's time for me to be done. Yeah. I'm, I'm always on. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but to a certain extent, Everybody, and I've said this before, most believe me to be an extrovert. Right. I used to be an extrovert 100%. Uh-huh. Like, give me more people. Yeah, give yeah, me yeah, more yeah. things. Let's party. Everyone, yeah, I love exactly everyone. exactly right. Yeah. 
as I progressed within my career, meeting people, hires, fires, uh, trainings, everything mm-hmm. that has gone on thus far within this career path and entrepreneurship, I can't say that I dislike people, but it's one of those things that I want to turn it off every oh, yeah. once in a while. And when I say turn it off, I mean, turn it yeah, off. Like yeah. I'm not giving you my opinion about anything. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to tell you about my day. My I'll come home and so how was your day? And she doesn't really anymore because I, yeah, yeah. preface of, I don't want to relive it sometimes. Yeah. It's also, done. We made not, it through. And is your wife, what is industry and issue? What is she's, she doing? She is a real, well, she's a nurse by trade. Okay. She is a realtor. She owns an insurance company. She flips properties. Not at the moment, obviously. Okay. Um, and she is an incredible mother. Uh, okay, she's so kind of a badass. On that note, though, that, <laughs> yeah. what's great is that if you do use lingo with her, she can understand a couple oh, things, right? Yeah. My Before she did to... not. Oh, okay. okay so okay, she's okay, been okay, in okay. real estate for going on, I don't know, four years now, nice, three, okay. four years. Prior to that, it was like she wanted to hear about it because she wanted to be around the cheese man. It's interesting, too. It's interesting. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, my husband would be like, well, what happened with uh, so-and-so's house or like the, the house that, you know, 222 Dr. Seuss Lane? And I'm like, it's just too much. Right. Like, I, I can't even give you the cliff notes because the cliff notes would require me to explain even more. And I just don't have it in me today. <laughs> I don't like, need to go down yeah. five more rabbit holes No, I today. believe that. But you're right. Like, being on. And a lot of people mistake that for being fake or being. And it's like, well, call it what you may. It works. And it's who. I mean, it's not. You're not being fake because you're. You're. It's coming out of you. You you're are not being you. Fake you know, at all. You are who okay, you are. But let's call acting. Do actors. Fake right, it? right, right, what right, right. Okay. No, <laughs> you, you pay them no, yeah, yeah. good yep, money yep, to do it yep, the yep, right way. Yep, that's true. And it's the same concept. You're I just agree. damn good at being you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that you're totally right, though. And I, it's you're the only other person I've ever met and spoken out loud to that they're like, oh my god, I, I agree. Because like, I'm. It's true. All my close friends were all a bunch of us were going to Nashville this weekend and. Um, we were all going and I was like, oh, and we have this, everyone says like Budo real estate. Cause anytime we're out somewhere, I'll like walk off into a corner and they're like, oh, here we go. Budo mm-hmm. real estate. And they're like texting like Ruben, you better get all your contracts done because in Nashville, there's no Budo real estate. And I'm like, I know, but it's, it's you want to really know the good hard. news. If you continue down the path that you're going, you end up being the person that picks up the tab. Oh yeah. You end up being the person that. Uh, funds the trips oh, yeah. and all the other things. And then all of a sudden, is it still Poodle right, Real right. Estate? They're like, let's go. <laughs> exactly. It was funny because last time we had a FaceTime call to discuss the trip. And uh, they were like, I was like, guys, David, my husband was on the call. And I went to the, my office at home. And I was like, guys, like, I can't be on this call. I have to take a call. So I was in the room and I came back. I was like, so did y'all figure it out or what are we doing? And they're like, oh, now. And then I got in the camera. I was like, I just put a $450,000 home under contract. Shut up. Like, Boom, exactly. But then they were like, oh, but it's just, it's funny. But, but it is true. But there will come a point that you don't have to do oh, yeah. that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and I know the feeling because once you become a top producer and in that progression of becoming a top producer, there are a lot of trials and tribulations that you're going to go oh, through. Yeah. There are going to be friends that you're going to end up leaving behind. Yeah. Um, that's not a bad thing. It's just what was intended oh, to happen true. regardless because we are supposed to change. Um, I posted something today that I saw uh, John Story um, put on his social and I mm-hmm. went, man, that, that's, that's exactly what I want to say right yeah. now. And the idea is you set out to change, to yeah. evolve, mm-hmm. to grow into the best Ruben that you can possibly be. Yeah. And if you're not continuing to put yourself in the spotlight, get uncomfortable, as crazy as that sounds, yeah. um, and people say the same thing with me is, well, how can you be uncomfortable? Well, mm-hmm. dude, every day I try to put myself a little in bit, a, at least. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it's just not be it's having the understanding that I don't see anything as a failure, but more mm-hmm. so a learning experience. Yeah. Yeah. We have good days and we have learning days. Yeah. And then you just do better the next day. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, that's true. I, um, 
it, it, recently too, I've been realizing that um, in the industry, because there's a lot of things that I have in the works and planning and, and I realized like, golly, there's in this industry, there's a lot of things that we take for granted, including our, like what we were talking about being on our mental yeah. state in a sense of like, God, I realized after everything with uh, Twitch and everything that happened, I was talking to Nikki, you know, Nikki over at a uh, thrive mortgage. Nikki uh, knew. Nikki, yeah, yeah. I've heard of her. Um, so I, she, her office is next to ours. Okay. And so I had gone over there. They have like a coffee bar. So I went over there You're and grabbed on a Sigma, coffee. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 And anyway, I was like, I was like, Hey, do you, have you ever heard of like there being just like a, like a meetup for realtors, like where we don't talk about real estate, like real estate industry, like just where we just sit there and like, if I don't know, someone's getting a divorce. They're just like, want to just talk to a normal, you know, that they doesn't have someone that at home. AA. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> but, but for real estate agents, cause again, because a lot of us are always on, yep. a lot of us are dealing with our clients are dealing, we're, we're therapists, we're, you know, divorce lawyers, we are, you know, parenting people. Like we're just trying to help everyone the way that we know how to. Correct. Um, and then, like you said earlier, we put ourselves to the back burner, like yeah. our, our, our work, our bodies, everything. our mind, everything, our vehicles. I, uh, yeah. I just took my car finally to get an oil change that was overdue by damn near a year. So uh, trust okay, me. Well, on that note, <laughs> you need to get an electric vehicle. I have one. Don't get rid of, don't drive one that needs an oil change. I will never get rid let of. Let me ask, let me tell you though. Yeah, I have, let's because, have this conversation. Because, because regardless <laughs> of what brand it is, whether it be Ford, Kia, Tesla, whatever it is. So my wife has a Tesla. Okay, okay. I had a Tesla at the same time as her. Um, I got tired of not planning planning properly. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> when I gotta go, I gotta yeah. go. No, it's true. Um, but the thing is, that I my main point is that you struck a chord with me because I didn't realize how stressed I was when I had a car that took gas. Yeah. What do you call that? It's called like a a car. <laughs> <laughs> they call it like I want to say ice. It's like some weird in like let words. But anyway, no, yeah, yeah. Like I just I feel like I never realized how stressed I was about getting my oil changed and putting gas and all that because my friend the other day was like, oh, I gotta get an oil change, and I was like, what does that feel like? Like I forgot because I I remember thinking like, oh my god, when's my next oil change? And a little sticker may have fallen yep. off my car, and I'm yep. like, oh, I don't know when to get it, and yep. I don't know when my my I'm younger growing up, my car would overheat all the time, and my dad would get pissed off because yep. I wasn't taking care of it. And I was like, man, I didn't realize how heavy that was until I didn't have it anymore. And so now everyone asks me, I, they're like, will you ever get a regular car? I'm like, absolutely not. So I was lucky, unlucky enough to fall into the auto industry before oh, no uh, in another life. Is that before what you this? were doing before this? Because I was going to um, ask. Briefly before this. So yeah, just before this, I was finance manager of Toyota Bernie. I also started their online, um, uh, what is it called? eBay division. Wow. Um, and then right before, and I'm going chronologically backwards. I sold cars for about two weeks, um, sold quite a bit of cars in, Just a little in two bit of time. weeks. Just yeah. a little bit. Uh, and that's what kind of progressed me, fast tracked me to finance manager. But the idea behind learning blue book values, trade in mm-hmm. values, understanding how to buy uh, that. And I have a pretty damn good close friend that owns Mark Motors. So oh, wow. it's like okay, cool. for the last, I don't know, 11 years, even when he worked at uh, Mercedes Benz, it was the idea of you got an oil change, get oh. a new car. You got a nail in the tire? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And that's just how we were. Wow. Wait, yeah. okay, so hold on. Now I'm curious. So what did you do before that? Uh, prior to that, I worked at Chase Bank. Okay. I was a licensed banker to where I had my 63, uh, 7 uh, insurance license. I did annuities. I basically sold banking products yeah, and yeah. tried to leverage them over to our financial advisor to get any type of investment services. Um, it was kind of my first little taste mm-hmm. of commission where we got about 
$32,000 base and the rest was all selling checking accounts wow. and investment products and so business this is banking. Just, this is what you do. Like you've always had a passion for it. Then. Well, let's continue. Oh, okay. Um, going backwards prior to that, I worked at the bank inside of Walmart. Oh, straight wow. up. What that was my about? first. Oh, they've wood changed forest. it a couple. Wood, no, wood forest. forest. Okay, that okay, was yeah. my first. That's where I met my wife. Um, that is God. I owe a lot to that place because they taught me how to just like sell face to face. Yeah. yeah. And uh, prior to that, I was going to school, played college football. I also ran poker games. I would go to New York and bring back stuff and sell it here. I mean, it just, I was, I had a credit repair company. I was an entrepreneur from day one. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm 36, I believe now. Born in 86? Yeah, 36. Yeah. I'll be 37 in June. You're young. You've done a lot. I'd like to think I'm young. Oh, yeah. I do not have a degree. You're not old till you're like... 60, 70. Yeah, and, you know? uh, what was that thing in, in the prime? And didn't yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's so true, though. It's so true. He, he's not lying. Nope, 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 nope. Wow, you have done a lot. That's really cool. It, it's I, it's cool to see that you've literally evolved, yeah. like kind of what you've done and to, to this. You know what I mean? As to where much you're at as now. I appreciate that, I feel like I'm not there, there yet. yet? Okay. I, yeah, I don't have a college degree. Um, so overrated. The idea, I 100%. Take it from someone that has one. Overrated. 100%. Um, I've got some pretty big things coming up. Oh, We've cool. got a launch of reviewmymortgage.com, something okay. that we launched uh, in 2020, right when you got mm-hmm, in the business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it did very, very well. And after a year of being on the market, we pulled it off and took all the funds and threw it into a brand new site, oh, hired cool. a development team um, out of India, uh, Australia, and the Philippines. And we are now complete. It's freaking fantastic. It's wow. like Zillow, but for lenders. Um, to be able to have consumers go and self-diagnose truly on what they can qualify uh-huh. for, the advantages, comparing loans. Um, and it's directly with the actual guidelines that we use as lenders. Oh, wow. We just know that you still need a lender to complete right, the deal. Right, right, right. But hey, by all means, educate the hell out of yourself. And so then, um, now I'm just curious. So like then... It, we, people pay, I'm guessing other lenders pay to be a part lenders, of it. And yeah, then other lenders, lenders get at lead. different companies pay to essentially have sponsorship. And we're not a lead generation okay, company. Okay. It is an educational website wow. that happens to have a portal, dashboard for the consumer, dashboard for the sponsor. Um, and they can communicate with each other's back and forth. And uh, obviously there are inquiries uh-huh, that uh-huh, come yeah. through that system that end up uh, wow. getting closed by whoever sponsors right, that right. territory. That is it's it's Brilliant. it's something next level, and we've that been working cool. on it for four years now. So good for you! Oh wow, wow! <laughs> yeah. I need to catch up. Yeah. On that note, that's what are the you, hot dog are you, said to the bun. You, by the way, are you? Oh really? <laughs> yeah, it said hatch up. <laughs> are you? Um, are you into football? I used. I played college football. No way! I cheered in college. No shit. Yeah. Where, at UT. Where at? UT. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I played at McMurray. I played one full year there. Um, I'm not going to say I was too small because I still played. It just uh, it wasn't for me. Yeah. I, I went up there and screwed off my time. Oh, to be okay. Honest. I cheered for UT and I was, I, I can say I was the smallest person because <laughs> side note, when you, when you cheer for UT or you go to a big college, sure. all the cheerleaders that are males are all the people that didn't make the baseball team, the full team, the basketball team that yeah, are working. They out. can throw people. Yeah, the girls just go and like cute stuff in the gym and like, hey, you want to go to every football game for free? <laughs> Throw me. Then, then there's the, those that trained their whole life to Correct. tumble and do all that. But anyway, side note. But the reason I ask is because I, um, I recently got into NFL and I've been just because Cowboys, I'm from Texas. I, it was either that or the Houston, Texas. <laughs> oh my Texan, God, we got right? a Cowboys fan. Um, but, wah, wah, wah. I know. Okay. but you know what? I'm going to make it a little bit better. <laughs> I started watching and I watched the NFL honors because 
For anyone that's watching this and knows me, I am obsessed with Kelly Clarkson, but well, that's for a whole other show, but she was the host, okay? <laughs> okay. And um, she was the host, and uh, so I watched it, and I, uh, Dak Prescott got Man of the Year. Yeah. And of course, I was all pissed off. I was like, why did he get it? He throws so many interceptions. I hate him. Like, you know, swearing <laughs> so I know, you know about it, shit. right? Yeah, like swearing I know. <laughs> but then I heard his story, and I was like, wow. I didn't know anything about him. I didn't know any of that. I didn't know his mom died. I didn't know his brother had committed suicide. I didn't know any of that. And in that moment, I was like, and to your point, I'm like, I need to do better. I need to do more. I want to evolve more. And I've come to the conclusion. Um, I haven't like come to a name. So you heard it here first. But I think I'm going to start like a nonprofit for lack of better words. I want it to be like Realtors Against Cancer or like something. And not that because sure. it's corny, but like a, a clever name because I don't think there's anything like that. And I don't have anyone very close in my life that's been affected by cancer. But I know that when I see people affected by cancer, I hear their stories. It touches me in a way that I never, you know, felt. Sure. And I'm like, look, I know real estate agents make a lot of money. And in the real estate industry, some, there's a lot of money. Some. Yeah. The ones that are serious, the industry has a lot of money. So I need them to put some money into sure. some nonprofits that are, that I feel like, you know, our industry is not represented on anymore. You know what I mean? I so, agree. I, so I anyway, agree. but I, on that note, yeah, I feel like um, I want to expand and do more stuff. Because I'm like you said, you're not done yet. And I don't feel like I'm even close to there. You know? So one thing that I learned and had to learn um, with uh, making good money yeah, yeah. is how to deal with right, it. Right, right, right. And the idea, kind of like you you had mentioned a moment ago, uh, having these big dreams of, of helping others and doing things of that nature. I had aspirations like that as well and, mm. and still am able to do that, but... The idea was, is I started doing that prior to me actually making it. Mm. And it was like, dang, now I've got to kind of refocus because these other things are are pulling my attention and my skill time, so to speak, because I know what I'm good at. I know what I can excel at. Mm -hmm. These other things I'm dabbling. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? And not that the cause is not great. It's just the idea of putting the cart before the horse. Right. You can do, and I was having this conversation with one of our loan officers, uh, Javier, shout out, shout out. Um, the idea behind changing the world, mm-hmm. which that's a great thing. Yeah, right. It's a great and, idea. And we've got to have the funds to do so. Oh, for sure. You've got to have the means to do so, or you've got to have the voice and the people behind mm-hmm. you to the do team, so. Yeah. Team, correct. Yeah. Um, I think the one thing that we can focus on is what we do best yeah. right now and then set up our... Uh, uh, our systems in place mm-hmm. Our now our brand is doing what it does right. because we've done a good job of digging that yeah, in yeah, yeah, and yeah. making damn sure that everybody understands what our brand right. is. Um, most of the stuff you can set up on autopilot once yeah. your business is, yeah, yeah. is going True. that way you can leverage and truly dedicate your time versus half ass whole ass concept nope. to the next best thing. Yeah. Um, so that being said, What's going on in real estate? I, I want to talk briefly yeah. because I would like to actually get this sucker uh, uh, edited and on the market by tomorrow. Okay. Believe it yeah, or not. Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's going on with the market? What are you seeing? Yeah, so I, I'm seeing a lot. So I think that there is a little bit of a, of a um, um, I'd say a myth right now going mm-hmm. on in, in regards to like, first off, new builds. Yep. Because I think a lot of, a lot of uh, misinformation is out there in regards to like, oh, well, they're desperate. Mm-hmm. They'll take any offer mm-hmm. depending on, and again, you have to re it's assess who your market is sure. because yeah, the Perry homes of the world and the Ashton woods and, and you know, the Highland homes, that's their brand. Correct. They can do that. Correct. <laughs> the, the 
Lennars and the DR Hordens and the, you know, all the smaller homes, uh, all the other smaller builders, the KBs, if you will. Mm-hmm. They're in the business of saving money. Right. They are not going to negotiate. So the, the thing is, is that the Perry and the, the Ashton Woods, they, they have a higher brand and a quality that is not going to be diminished by negotiating. But at the same time, they have a higher price point. Correct. They so have more room. Correct. So that is first and foremost that I've been trying to educate a lot of my newer clients because I'm getting a lot of clients that are saying, well, they told me that I can negotiate and then they're doing closing costs. And it's like, yeah, but the interest rates are still starting high. And so you right. can buy down all you want, but then they only give you so much, obviously. Right. So so my point is that what I'm seeing is that a lot of the false information is getting pushed out by whatever entity it is to bring in those new clients. Mm -hmm. Um, which I think we're trying to, we ha we're having to work overtime and educate ourselves on what's happening because I've had clients come to me and say, oh, they said my payment's going to be X, Y, Z on a $400,000 home. And I'm like, mm, that doesn't sound right. You know, it's in the right. city limits. You know, you're not a VA, like, I mean, you're not a, a, a vet that is in full disability. You pay taxes. Like there's just no this isn't way. Adding right? up. So, so that um, I'm seeing just a lot of misinformation there, but as far as just in the market in general in San Antonio, I'm seeing um, more often than not, I can speak for myself. Uh, <clears throat> sellers are thinking, right, that, that we're in this um, buyer's market. And ultimately we are, we are, in my opinion, we are, we are way, weighing a little that way. Obviously we're not where we were two right. years ago, but going back to the misinformation, I have, I've, I've had five listings that have sold in the first weekend that we put it on the market. Sure. And that's solely because of the edu the, the, the perception and the, the, um, expectation that is set at the beginning and the right. words are the right words are used. Right. Um, because again, sellers are, are misinformed and they're like, Oh, well I don't want to sell my house. I'm scared to sell my house. Cause no, it's not good. We're not going to get offers. Well, right. you're not going to get offers. If you're selling your house in 20, you're trying to sell your house like 2020 and 2023. And, and you know, we literally just spoke about this yesterday. Oh, okay. Um, that concept of unrealistic sellers and their expectations. There are a lot of agents mm -hmm. that are taking the listing because they want to get a deal a under listing. the belt. Yeah. A exactly. Yeah. But they are taking the listing without the um, necessary, necessary conversations that they need to have mm -hmm. with their sellers of realistic expectations. Yep. We are not in 2020, 2022, 2021. Yeah. We're just not yeah. there. Yeah. So if your goal is to keep this up here and think somebody's going to buy it, let me show you the comps and what's right, actually selling right. right now. Well, that and um, what I'm also seeing is when I have buyers and I'm talking to another agent um, about their listing, mm -hmm. it's it's mine. And I'm talking, and the reason I know they've been in the industry longer than me because I can see their, I, I, their, their agent number, number and yep. it's way you know smaller than mine. But I'll ask easy questions mm -hmm. like, "Hey, for instance, I had this other buyer that like last week, and I called I called the agent. the 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 house had been on the market for maybe like 14 days or something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Hey, you know, of course calling what's, what's the most important, you know, the questions, just the basic questions sure. to get an idea. And immediately was like, Oh yeah. Um, we, we just got an, like, didn't even answer the question. It was like, Oh, well, we just got another, we just got another offer. So are you submitting? And it was like, wrongo, dude. Like, that's not right. what I want to hear. So I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. No, I was just curious if, if you have multiple offers and good luck, you know, they didn't have multiple, he didn't have an no, offer no. because I got a call back like, in, like four hours later asking like, Hey, so are you going to submit the other offer backed out? It was like, of course it did. Right. Right. So, but so anyways, going back to the, but, but as far as, you know, the buyer and seller market, it's like, it's not a, it's not going to, it's not a buyer's market until it's not a buyer's, it's not a buyer's market until there is so Six much inventory. Inventory. Yeah, it's like, exactly I mean, right. It's like, yes. 
Until we have so six months inventory, and we're not going to see that for a little while. While, exactly. Because, and this is my opinion, yeah, 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 of but course. I do a shit ton of research. Yeah. We don't have enough people that are willing to to uh, sell based on desire. Right. I right. would like to buy a new home. I want to upgrade my home or lateral move. Nobody wants to go laterally and pay more. Right. That's just not a human right. trait that we carry. Right. And until that starts happening again, we're not going to see as many listings as oh, we sure. need. There are still tons of buyers sitting on the sideline yep. waiting for interest They're rates waiting to drop. For the right time. Exactly. Right. And, and, and it's just, when is the right time? Right. Never. Now. Now. Yeah, it's never perfect, though. It's That's never my perfect. Point. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and it, this is a good point. Like, one of, I think what I'm also seeing too is that with the pricing of homes, I've seen it a lot with my clients because I've had recently in the last two months, I've had two clients come to me that were with a different agent and came to, like, fired them and came with me. Sure. And on the like, buy side or list side? On the list side. Okay, gotcha. And one of the commonalities is two different agents. The commonalities is the agent told me I could sell the house for X amount, mm-hmm. which is true. The comps do say so. Correct. I get that. The biggest thing is I have to tell them with all due respect, the home that you're living in, I'm going to use an example. Well, the home you're living in is was built in the 80s. It has been refreshed on the inside. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call it remodeled, but it's been refreshed. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you a question. When you were buying a home, where it, let's say they said they could sell it at 270, right? Was a first time, because a first time home buyer is going to buy this house. Right. It's in the price point of first. Yeah, correct. Are you, and it's in, in, as a, as a first time home buyer, would you have, if you could afford a $275,000 home, you would choose this home over a brand new home, just a little further out from where your home is located. Mm-hmm. You have to know who you're selling to, or would you rather list at 250 mm-hmm. and get way more feet in this door? Right. And have a multiple offer situation, which is what happened. And we sold for 260, right. which is not far off of 270. Not at all. And um, my point is, is that 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 conversation is not happening. The, the conversation of comps is happening. The conversations of interest rates are happening. The com- you know, those conversations are happening, but you're not, people are not being realistic with, okay, now let's get really deep and let's talk about what your home looks like, regardless of all the nice fixtures and all the things you've added. I call it the conversation. Correct. Yeah. It's not happening. And it's like, and I think people are taken back by it a little bit. They're supposed to be. Yeah. And, They're supposed but then to be they checked. appreciate it, Correct. you know, and they so, respect it. Yeah. And then on the financing side, I just feel like um, there are a lot of new things and new options for the consumer. And I think there's a lot of shiny objects. Right. I was just going to say that. I mean, uh, I'll I'm honest. I'm always no, honest. No. I had a client um, that is one of my good friends. Her aunt is a realtor. And so she's using her. And of course, right. I wouldn't care. And then she's like, hey, your lender, da, 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 can you call them? Because I was going with Rocket Mortgage. Okay. And they were going, you know, they were promising this, this, and that. We're a week away from closing. They changed the interest rate. It was just a lot of balls dropped. Correct. To my point of, well, yeah, it's easy to click on a big box lender or Absolutely. these online lenders because they do offer, if you are the perfect file, mm-hmm. of course you're going to be treated like a king or queen. That's exactly um, right. But there is that 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 personality and that that the connection is missing. Well, um, I, on I, that I, and I'll add to that because this is my area yeah, of expertise. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can jump online and find any low, low rate. Right. There are caveats within that, the fine print, so to mm-hmm. speak, that's going to tell you exactly what it, is based on that day in this scenario mm-hmm, and the perfect mm-hmm, stars mm-hmm, aligning. Yeah. And then you're going to get what it actually is, but you're also unfortunately at the mercy of this uh paper pusher. Yeah. I, yeah. No disrespect, it's but so true. Lenders that work for your quickens, lenders that work for your online mm-hmm. lender only are paper pushers. If you ask them, here is your scenario, can you give me your opinion? 
they're not going to be able to put that into a um, logical scenario mm-hmm. to where you can see the benefits and right. dis- and disadvantages. They won't be able to None of that stuff. This market is intended um, for an expert. Yeah. And yes, like myself, I can go. When we bought our house, I literally subscribed to a credit union in Chicago because they had three percent rates. This was four years ago, oh, nice. and when rates were high. Yeah. Yeah. Why? My shit's in order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Push a button. Here's the documents. Yeah, yeah. See it closing. Yeah, yeah. Whereas most, and I will say most yeah. buyers, they, they they can't do that. Oh no. They need someone like myself on the side of the lending to put their mm-hmm. deal together mm-hmm. to show them that there is opportunity, that there are options available for yeah. you, and that that big box lender that denied you because you had something out of place. Yeah, because they is, just check boxes, that's and if all one they box do. is not checked. On to the next. I'm going to even take it a step further. You have a lot of credit unions right now that have laid off a lot of their manpower. Mm -hmm. Loan officers. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they were the most expensive expense. Oh, yeah. Now they've got their processors doing the job of a loan officer and they use a lot of automation. There's nothing wrong with that. If you deal with a paper, um, you've got situation, you've got, uh, tools that allow you to pull the bank information in, pull their work information Mm -hmm. in, uh, check the pulse, check the credit score. You're off. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Most people can't do that. Right. And, and you hit a a pretty solid point there and it's just the reality of things. People think that they're all a paper. They're not. Yep. It's so (laughs) true. And then, and then the last thing I do want to touch on though is one of the biggest things for me in, in the industry with working with specifically buyers, right? The buyers in, in this industry are, well, it's not, it's not their fault, but they're just being, it's like, we're all being, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sabilo todos? Yeah. Like we're, oh God, <laughs> dang it. What's, um, when, when they build an area up and push the other people out, what am I trying? Um, um, assembly line. And, no, no, no. Like when they build an old area and they kick all the old people that live there. Oh, and oh, oh, gentrification. Gentrification. God, Lee, go. I couldn't think of it. We're leaving it's all like that we're, in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we're all being gentrified at this point. Yes. And I, what I'm seeing is that there, and I'm passionate about this is there's no affordable living anywhere these days. So I have the struggle of a client coming to me and saying, Hey, yeah. I got pre-approved for 175,000. Right. And it's tough. What do I? What, what am I supposed to say? Go get a new job. Go get. Go make more money. No. You know what I mean? here, here's my go advice pay off to you. Thousands of dollars of debt. As a new to the business realtor, and I'm not. You're not new, no, but no, no, always no, no, the yeah. mindset yeah. of that. I think it's a tough time for people to come to terms with reality. Yeah, true. We've had a long time where people were getting two, three percent interest rates, yeah. which yielded much more home yeah. than what you actually should be buying. Right. 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 So it put all this false expectations and false reality right. into people's minds. True. You notice on social media, the reels that are just uh, videos of beautiful oh, homes yeah, the luxury badass ones. songs, they get the most views. Of course. Because it's what we dream to mm-hmm, get at. Mm-hmm. We forgot as consumers that there's levels to this yeah, shit. Yeah, like yeah, Nick yeah, Mill yeah. said, yeah, yeah, there yeah. are levels. Yeah. And you've got to start with your starter home. I will tell you personally, I made, gosh... 60 grand the first year that I bought a home. I was 22, babe. I don't know. I don't know something like that. Um, 132,000. We used USDA 100% financing. Nice. Didn't put a penny down. Yeah. Um, closing costs were paid by the sellers. 5.5% interest rate. We lived in the home for three years. And then we converted that home into our first investment. Oh, nice. And in my mind, I wasn't thinking I need to have all this nice shit. Right. right? I financially savvy, worked in a bank, understood seeing all the different scenarios come across. 
I just need to become a homeowner. Yeah. So I can start tucking some yeah. equity away. Well, fast forward, let's go six years after owning that home. We were already three homes in mm -hmm. and we were doing the buy, live in it, move to the next. Buy, live in it, move to the next. We're now at a $1.7 million home. Nice. And all of those proceeds came untaxed from all the others yeah, yeah, that we yeah, had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the idea is, I think it was in 2019, 18, when we sold that original one, we ended up netting like 80 grand oh, awesome. and we never put a penny into yeah. it other than decor right, right, and right, maintenance right, and correct. And I think we need to go back to that concept to bring these this people down to reality to go, if you're approved for 175, find go something. Find, find something, something for 175 yeah. so and true. live in it for one year. That's so true. You know, I, that I never, I mean, I did think of it that way, but not in the depths that you're speaking sure. on. And that's I, I'm important. I'm just giving you real and life. And that's important because. For me, my, I always, my, yeah, but mm -hmm. it's the, it's not, not that it's the right truth, but it's a very honest truth that is realistically what's going on right now. And it's very possible. And it's so possible. Yes. That, that's what it's, it's just so hard. It's so hard to get that through people's minds. You're right. Because they have this, this idea of their they, social media you know, mindset. Yeah. It's so, uh, Coin now, that now, right there. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and I'm like, what you just said is it, it kind of threw me for a loop because I'm like, yeah, you're right. On that note. It's difficult to the conversations that have that I, I have had. I'm like, okay, well, this is what you this is what you'll right. you know you'll be approved for, and we'll go look at houses, and you can find they're not sheds, you know, no, they're not. No, no, no. You know? I mean, it, it, you are going to have to um, compromise, right? You exactly, are going exactly. to have to give You're not up live some in stone things. Oak. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Now, mind you, the folks that are used to living in Stone Oak, paying twenty two hundred dollars for right. a one bedroom apartment, right? Um, who? bank are you helping right not yours and not yours <laughs> at all it's yeah. time to put yourself in the real reality Amen. that you yeah. should be in had you decided to become a homeowner yeah. because guess what three years from the day that you decide to you know what i'm gonna go for the 175 and figure it out that ain't gonna Why be 175 not? it's though. not yeah. gonna be 175 and here's another concept you're qualified for 175 have you considered looking at duplexes yeah what why would i live with somebody well the idea is you now can buy a three hundred thousand right. dollar home because the rent can pay for the yep. other, and lenders can actually use yep. that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we're not talking about right, right exactly, lenders. exactly. <laughs> it, and and on that note too, I think that because it's it's hard to when I when I get the clients that are the 24, 25, 26, you yep. know, like the younger age, yeah, younger than me at least. Um, Everybody's younger than yeah. us. <laughs> With that, you know, that gen, what is it? Gen, is it X, gen Z? Z, Z, gen Z, um, the gen Zers. I, unfortunately, I feel like there's just no getting to into them. There's no, cause they are like the, I mean that they are, oof, that's my it's little brother. Yeah. Right here. And this you know, thing. it's funny because we grew, we grew up with, with what well, I mean, MySpace, Facebook, those things. Yeah. But like, I'm like, good God, like the things that come out. And all facets. I'm talking outside of real estate. I'm talking inside of real estate. From that generation, it's kind of like, huh? Yeah. Like, are you on planet Earth? Right. You know what I'm trying to say? No, so, I, I so agree that, with you're, you. You're totally right. And now it's just going to change the conversation for me when in those instances. But I, I, I on, now that I'm, you know, think actively thinking about it, it's like, God, that little that that group of people. Those are the hardest ones, they which are. is why, which is why everyone targets them. Right. Which is why there's ads for them, which is Correct. why marketing and advertising and everything money is spent towards, I get it. Right. But well, in our let, industry, let's, it's let's the look difficult at another part. concept. And I'm loving this conversation because I believe there's a lot to be learned here. Yeah. And it's also a reminder for me yeah. is the idea of if you are building your wealth based on 
um, buying a lower priced home, as you progress, you can continue to invest in homes mm-hmm. of that price mm-hmm. range. And and is it hard to find something in that? that Probably. Yeah. It always yeah, is yeah. going to be. Yeah. It, it is always going to be. It may need a little TLC, something like that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you'll be able to... Um, tell the story. You'll yeah. be able to set another, um, I don't know, perception for mm-hmm. others out there that are thinking the same thing. Yeah. It, it's tough. We are in a mm-hmm. world where everything is at our fingertips and everybody knows more than we yeah. do. Yeah, it, it sucks, but at the same time, it's also a good test for us to brush up. We got to rise up. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. That's so true. Um, I'm curious. So how many children do you say? Did you two, have two how and done? Two and done. We're, we're uh, <laughs> um, actually six the, and the nine. thing goes one and done, but yeah, uh, I'm two kidding. and done. <laughs> boy, we got our girl and we got our boy, oh, and then we were done. Yes. How old are they? Uh, six and nine. Oh wow! Six okay, and cool. nine. Yeah. So the six-year-olds getting up to the teen soon. Uh, oh my god! There, it's just. I don't know. It's cool seeing how alike they are to myself and my wife. Oh, really? It's like a trip. Oh my God. It's a well, trip. And the reason I asked about them is just because I'm like, how, and this is just, I'm curious, being financially savvy and being in the industry that you're in, in your expertise, mm-hmm. like, do you, at their age, like the six-year-old, do you ever like, are you throwing things already? I don't sugarcoat shit oh, for okay, my cool. kids. Okay, good. Because I feel like that's and, how it would be. And I think it is, um, I think it's working. Yeah. Uh, yesterday I got a text from my wife that my son is in the 98th percentile of the, the smart kids or, or yeah, just yeah, all the kids yeah, yeah, in yeah. his age. Um, and I was like, uh, just to verify, that means he's smarter smart. than 90, 98%, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let me make sure I'm smart. Uh, but, uh, I was raised that way. Um, great parents. Yeah. We didn't have always the most smooth road. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I think it, it helped me be me. Where are you from? I'm from here. What part? San Antonio. Uh, I grew oh, where up. Where did you go to like what, high school? And high school, school O'Connor. Oh, okay, cool. I so you're O'Connor. like Holotus area. Uh, right inside of Holotus. Nice. I hung out with the Holotus folks yeah, yeah, yeah. all day long. Because well, back then Holotus wasn't what it was. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. I uh, played high school football track. I was, I don't know, just the guy that, nice. that was friends with everybody. And yeah. you said, okay, so then now I'm just curious because I just sure. want to know now. And then you graduated high school and then where did you go? And then I went to, immediately I went to play at McMurray okay, um, in Abilene. Okay. Played there for a year, came back, went to the community college for a year and a mm-hmm. half. And then I went to UTSA, got a, uh, associated, not in a fraternity, but associated uh-huh. with a fraternity. Um, and was doing club promoting with John Vale, shout out. Mm-hmm. Um, was working at a bank was dealing cards and running my own poker games, was doing credit repair, was, 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 wow. was, it just never stopped. Um, it's funny because people always <laughs> say like, you're such a hustler. I'm like, <laughs> some people are just built that way. And clearly you're one of those people. You I know wanted what I mean? more, man. I wanted yeah, more. I just feel like. And, and I, I knew it was possible. Yeah, that's what I, I, I'm excited about because I feel like I'm just finally getting you know, my, I'm revving up to get to, you know, to build my empire, if you want to sure. call it or whatever word you want right. to use, um, you know, as you spoke with, with investments and, and that's like, that's the, in this next six months, that's what we're doing with our first house that we bought. Right. We're going to turn it into our investment. Part. We're not going to sell it, you no. know, but I'm excited on, on this, in the sense of like, I can't, I can't wait for what's next. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean, there's so many different things. I, I think another thing you touched on too is the balance, right? And being able to focus on what you're good at, right? Mm-hmm. I think is what we were talking about. And, and in this case, right, real estate, it's my career. It's how I pay the bills. It's my passion. It's, it's what pays the bills and makes me happy, right? Right. But I think people just need to 
I think you'll get, how do I explain this? Like for me, I'm able to do multiple things, obviously not equally, right? Cause well, one's going to take I'll it help you over, but, but as long as you spent the time, right? Like yeah. for me, it was, let's call it three years that I literally slept, eat, breathe, Google alerted real estate, uh, the woo Like I'm like, right. So I dug so deep and try to understand all the ways I could to now like you said, it kind of starts to run itself in the, in the sense of, of the, of the, um, the systems, if you Correct. will, right? Yeah. You start to find what's broken. How can I, uh, automate, delegate? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and then kind of repeat, obviously to a certain extent. Yep. And, and so, um, what I'm excited for is the fact that I have a huge interest in PR and marketing for other realms and, and I'm a huge music fan. So I like that I'm finally for once in my life, cause I always try to do it and it didn't work out for once in my life, able to have my career and really manage it and turn it off finally, sure. you know, on a weekend or whenever I say that I'm not going to have an appointment, I don't have my phone ringing or I don't answer it when it's the time is right. Um, but then I'm able to let's, for instance, the other, you know, in whatever November, I went to the Latin Grammys with one of my good friends who was nominated. Very cool. I got to experience that, but yeah. it was so cool to be able to, to do that, to do it, but to have the means yeah. and then financial mm -hmm. part, the means. Yeah. But really just like be there feel like the past three years, I literally didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. I didn't go on trips. I wasn't the, one of the dumb agents that made all my first commission checks and then went and bought a new yeah. car and went and went on vacation or whatever. Um, so now, I mean, just I'm realizing that as I'm speaking to you is that I hope that whoever's watching this is like, okay, yeah, like it's just going to take the the consistency of right? a couple of years, three years, four years to then ride the wave until your next yeah. level, basically. And I've talked about this. I, I actually have a business personal coach and she and I have spoken about this uh quite often and it is the concept of balance mm -hmm. for me and a lot of others balance is bullshit yeah why because you only have 24 hours in a day there are some things that are going to go by the yep. wayside mm -hmm. but i call those things low priority yeah. things yeah um so instead of calling things i need to be balanced you need yeah, to have yeah. good yeah. work yeah. home yeah, life yeah, yeah, balance yeah. and it's like that wait doesn't a exist anywhere it, it, it it doesn't if you really want to go for what you're trying to achieve. Right, right, right. Because something's got to give. I can't be there sometimes at night when my kids go to bed. What do I do instead? I make sure that they understand that they know right. what I'm doing. But you're there most to, times. You can be there most. And there's even sometimes when I'm not true, there. True, true, but true, true, true. The thing that I'm speaking to is I make sure that they understand what I'm doing so that they know that I'm not all effing off. Right, 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 right. Does that That's make sense? working. I'm working. I'm, Why am I working? Do you like where you live? Yeah, do you yeah, like yeah, the yeah. schools that yeah, you go yeah. to? Do you like us being able to say yes when you want to mm -hmm. do something? Yeah. And know that that comes from a place of somewhat of privilege. Yeah. Um, I still will raise them in the sense that they're going to work for everything that of they course. possibly just like you I did. did. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but this concept of balance and you've got to have a good work life balance says who, mm -hmm. how do you get to your true end goal? If you're trying to balance everything, if it requires you to work eight hours all day, nonstop on that passion mm -hmm, that you mm -hmm, have mm -hmm. and two hours with the one you love, Make sure that they understand why you are passionate right, about right, something right, right. and what it can possibly do for all of you guys. And I'm hoping that whatever it is that you're passionate about does help everybody right. within that. It's you said two things that I, oh god, I, my people hate when I say it. Like I push the envelope a lot, and I'm like, <laughs> what rule book? 
There is no rule book to anything we do. Nope. Like some, there is no rule book. You could argue to the, your death in the, there's no rule book. Right. Right. So I always tell people they're like, they're like, Oh, well you're not supposed to do that. I'm like, says who? Mm-hmm. Or anything, right? So that's the first thing. But the second thing is that when you have to, when you're balanced, I imagine like a circle of priorities, right? And then when everything's balanced, it's just going to stay here. Right. Like obviously There's when things no are balanced, growth. it's so stagnant. So yeah, I hate that too. I'm like, uh, yeah, there are times when like, yeah, my husband gets annoyed that I'm in the office till 11 at night trying to figure out how to not let the deal fall through or whatever, right? Whatever the case may um, be. Yes. But, uh, but you're right. I, I think that so many people are like, oh yeah, you have to be home with your wife and you have to be home with, you know, everything that matters in your life. But sometimes not that they don't matter, but sometimes you got to put other things in front of others because it, it matters at the end of the day, what, what's paying the bills and what, or, or maybe not what's paying the bills, what's making our family happy or right. my, me, I, I, what's you making happy. me feel happy. And, That's right. and, and but yeah, they're going to get a better you if you're exactly. happy. <laughs> and, and no, and the no rule book thing is just, God, I live by that I so like it. much. Cause yeah. And especially in our industry, there's, there's the cookie cutter way. And then there's the off the broken beaten pathway. Yeah. And both those ways are getting us to the end goal. You know what I mean? So it's like, do what you got to do, you know, and make it work. So, yeah. Well, Ruben, we've talked a lot of stuff here Um, and and some of it wasn't even planned at all. And I love that. I love that we can just fly off the cuff and have great conversation. And um, we're probably going to have to have you back because there's plenty more to talk about. (laughs) But before we wrap this up, um, you being new to the business, Mm -hmm. we'll call it. Yeah. What advice would you give to a realtor out there just getting into this business or having been in this business maybe for six months that um, is having tough times? Yeah. And God honest. Yeah. I, uh, two things. Know who you are because that, that matters. Like I hate to sound like so deep, but you have to know who you are before you can be for someone else, mm-hmm. whether that be your client or whatever. Right. Because one thing that I teach, especially with branding, it's important. There's a reason why mission statements are out there. Absolutely. It's not just a sentence you put in your, nope. your marketing project, right? Or on your website. Right. Um, you eat, live, breathe, sleep by that. Right. Um, and so what a lot of people do is they hit the ground running in their newer years mm-hmm. and their, fo- their, fo- their sole focus is, I got to get a client, I got to get a client, I got to get a client and I'm, go live on Facebook and, and go to do an open house, but then you're just a being. Right. And we are still, yes, we sell houses, but our brand is ourself, is our face. And we have to do what we have to do to make sure we're likable because the only way people are going to get into the house to see it is that they go with us. Yeah. And they only do business with people they know, yeah. like, and trust. And so exactly. And so <laughs> it's like, it's an idea that sounds so simplistic, but it's not, there's so many layers. So just knowing who you are and then executing who you are. And I mean, in this, and I mean that in all, in all sense of the word of execute, meaning like, if who you are, let's call it, if who you are is, you know, you want to do business with, you know, I don't know, you want luxury homes. Let's just call it that. Does, I know that's like the goal of every agent when they first start. It's like it doesn't work that way. But let's just use it as an example. <laughs> sure. Right. Then, then you as, know, as Robert Elder would say. Right. Everybody's right. A Everyone, luxury agent. I know. <laughs> just add it to your name. I love when he when he <laughs> says stuff like that. But, yeah, I love um, it. Because he but he can. That's why. Yeah, absolutely. But but uh, but yeah. So so but in that sense, it's like, OK, well, if that's what you want to do, then execute it. Mm-hmm. Then make sure you're always dressed to the nines, make sure you're rubbing elbows with the people you need to rub elbows with and commit to it. Right. right? It's not easy. Um, so that's the, that's the, the first thing. But the second thing is, is, is do the right thing in the sense of the education that comes with it. Don't just breeze by your real estate classes because I made that mistake with my first class. I was like, oh, screw this. I'm going to get through it quick. And at the end of the class, I was like, oh shit, I don't remember 
anything mm-hmm. I just read. Now, granted, you got to go to know. Of You'll course. learn when you're in it, of right? Course. But but you you really, really, really have to just execute it in all facets. And I mean, you know, showing up, executing your timeline and your and your and your time management in a sense of like I'm not saying people their time blocking does work for some people mm-hmm. and it doesn't work for others but i'm talking about your timeline from when you start where do you want to be by the end of the month right. that's it smart start small like we Honor talked your about commitment yeah um but but other than that i wish i could say something that's so pro- like something prolific of like you know um read the 10 pages of this book and do this and do that but really it's just like you just got to do you just have to do because and by do, I mean like, it's not, a, I know selling Sunset and buying Beverly Hills and all the shows make everything look so glamorous and we all would love to be on Netflix, right? But um, but it's not glamorous. And I will tell you, they had to bust their ass in order to even get looks for something oh, like for that. Sure. You got to have oh, the numbers sure. behind it for to sure. back it up. For and, sure. and I think that a lot of folks tend to put that cart in yeah. front of the horse without doing that groundwork. Well, the same and, and the research before. Yes. Because sometimes they join this industry for the money. Yeah. And that's great. I'll tell you, like, once you learn how to manage it and get your LLC and get your, you know, everyone, everything that is included in the back end of that, Mm -hmm. once you figure that part out, which I learned very, thank God for my broker, I learned that very early on. Once you learn that, it's great. Yep. But sometimes you have to do the research before to understand, is real estate really for me? Right. Because the money, yes, can be for anyone. Mm -hmm. But the industry is not for everyone. I agree. And, And I think once, if you can be realistic with yourself and say like, okay, this isn't for me. Whether you shadow someone, whether you read articles, whether you read a book about real estate for dummies, whatever it is, once you realize what if it's for you, if it's not for you, then you make that decision. But don't just jump in. There's, right. That doesn't that never works. You know, like I want to be, I want to be an actor. I can't just start acting. Obviously, you know what I mean. You yes. have to know if you're good at it. You know, so I think um, really it's just those things of if you're gonna do it, you gotta do it. You can't half-ass it. You gotta do it with your whole ass. Your whole ass, and, baby. And and yeah, it's not just social media and and glitz and glam. That's for sure. Ruben, that's awesome. So um, those of you listening, tuning in, actually watching this, we've gathered plenty of valuable information from this episode. Um, One of the things that stuck out to me the most is be yourself, be your genuine self um, and be true to yourself when you're going through these things. The second thing that stood out to me, which is so relevant to today's market is You can't just be a half-ass agent. If you're jumping into this business for the money, no problem. Expect to be the expert. And what I mean by that is you've got to engulf yourself. You have to 100% go at this with your whole self. That whole self that we were talking about that is the genuine self, that's what I'm talking about. Ruben, I really appreciate this. This has been a long time in the making and I'm glad we finally had it. I'm happy I came. Um, I think we should probably have you back again so we can carry some of these conversations. Let's do it. Yeah. Have Um, you ever, side note, we're about to end, but have you ever done like, have you ever thought about doing like a panel of people? I can do a shit ton of people now. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) That's always fun to banter and, you know, bounce off. Absolutely. Yes. No, we want, we want uh, like some, uh, what is that? Fresh and fit podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well Uh, guys, uh, definitely uh, if you have not yet already, make sure to hit the subscribe button. I think it's going to be over there. Um, and then, uh, make sure to hit the like button, which is probably over there. And if it's, (laughs) if it's not, (laughs) just keep listening. We appreciate you. Hope you have a wonderful rest of the day and we will catch you on the next one.